You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Good morning, Annie here for Showreel on your 3CR. The latest feature from one of Australia's leading filmmakers, Rolf de Heer, is The Survival of Kindness, and it's uh, just finishing up a tour with Q&As across the country before its May 4th national release. Any De Heer film is one of those films that I eagerly wait to see. The he, Remember the tracker, Ten Canoes, and The King is Dead on a completely different theme. They carve a road in Australian filmmaking, and that they're just a few films. The Survival of Kindness is a completely different kettle of fish again. It has just won the Critics Award, the for. Presky Award, if I've said that correctly, at the 73rd Biennale in Berlin with Mwajimi Hossein, the lead winner of Best Debut Performance at the Belgrade International Film Festival. Director Rolf Dahir and lead Mwajimi Hussein came into 3CR to chat with us. Okay, thanks very much for coming in. Uh, I uh, was really impressed by the survival of kindness. So, uh, Rolf, could you first tell me why? Is it is it a uh, ironic title? Um, not entirely. No, um, I think you know there is. If we think about kindness generally, um, it gets harder to believe that there's much of it around. But it still is, um, and you know, in the character, it survives. So, um, yes, it's not entirely ironic. There's a little bit of irony in it, I suppose. Mm. And I've noticed uh, over your filmmaking career, the themes are similar, but you've now decided you're going to take it uh, to a, an allegorical level. So can you talk to me about this process that you've gone from uh, what I'd say is putting putting a mirror to the colonial state, then moving on to uh, giving uh, over the filmmaking and story lines to the Indigenous and, and telling a tale in, the, in that form. And now you've gone to allegorical to talk about some of the themes that you've already explored in your previous films. Would that be a fair statement? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it would be a fair statement. It's not so much the way I think about things at all. 
um, things I allow things to develop as as in a sort of way they want to develop um, and so my original intention with the film was simply to make a film uh, and and um, it was in order for me to make a film differently so that there was another project that had fallen through as as, as a consequence of COVID that I could rethink that and, and I wanted to somehow use this way of making a film differently as material as to how to rethink the other one, not with the material but with methodology. So it began as a methodological project and um, then it was, of course, COVID when we shot and and so then the next thing was, again, structural. It needed to be COVID nimble so that we could get through a shoot. Now, it was only after that that the subject matter started to to become an issue and I had no subject matter that I particularly wanted to do. Um, and so I began with locations, looking in Kunanyi, Mount Wellington in, in Tasmania, just looking, walking, walking the mountain, just to feel if I can get something from it. And then at a certain point, yes, an image came to my mind of, of a black person in a cage on a trailer in, in, in on the clay pan in the desert and that image did not want to go away. And so I thought, well, okay, it wants to be the beginning of this film and uh, I better take notice of that and then I began to develop it. Now, starting off with that image, you end up in an area that's quite clear in a way uh, and at the time as well it was the... Black Lives Matter collision with COVID, you know, and that was a really um, significant time. You know, it was it felt revolutionary almost, and and so my outside thinking, well, it was a whole, it was a thing that that, that lay over the whole thought process, and of course, it then gets reflected in 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 the subject matter. So, mo mo jummy. Majemi, yes. Majemi. How did you get involved in this? Because you've never been an actor before. Yes, correct. I'd never been um, in a movie or acting role before. So I was involved because of... I, I wouldn't know if it was not a connection of one of my friends. So the community group I belong to, the one of them had they are looking for a black woman to be in a movie. And uh, she encouraged me strongly and uh, kept refusing. And she said, you know, you you should. And I said, no, I don't think they will take me because I, I don't know. I, I have I never acted before. And she said, no, no, why not try? So I tried and, yeah, I was surprised they they accepted me. They took risk, and uh, I said, "Okay, I want to challenge myself and see what it will be and how I will act." But I, I have no idea how I will act and if I can do it better. But as uh, the result now is, wow, I can act. <laughs> yeah, you're really great on the screen. Uh, <laughs> what did you learn? Uh, I mean, it's quite extraordinary. Yeah, I learned that. Um, Always believe in yourself, and if people see uh, you can, then accept you can. 
and also i learned many things um being together with the the crew how many people they are i kept being surprised when i hear from rolf that the crew was very small to me i see it as a big crew <laughs> so yeah so yeah. i'm learning now oh so it's it's happened maybe to have to have a big crew but to me it's a big crew because it's the first time but i kept uh, hearing from rob it was a very small cruise oh so this was small okay <laughs> <laughs> you have a, a great deal of presence on screen uh you don't have any there's no sense of uh um, second guessing the character, you 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 you're completely relaxed on screen. Um, are you uh, thinking about relating your own personal history to the um, storyline that we're in exploring in this film? I I I relaxed, yes, because um, it is nothing was new to me. The walk, um, the the mountains, because I love walking in the mountain, um, walking bare feet, that's a part of my life. Uh, it, nothing was new, uh, actually, but only the, um, the process of acting was new, and I had to follow what they uh, have been told to do, so everything was not really... Uh, new and um, when we crossed um, rivers or the lake, drinking water from that reminded me exactly of where I come from. So I was relaxing. Yeah, yeah. if I'm answering your no, question. No, no, you are yeah. exactly <laughs> answering my question uh, because that, of course, is acting, isn't it? Yeah. Except uh, and you're in the space in the uh, time. So, Rolf, did you uh, say? Uh, uh, give instruction. How? What kind of instruction were you giving? As little as uh, was necessary. As, you know, as little as possible in the way is is generally better. Um, very quickly, I understood that my Jamie was able to get in the moment. Yeah, yeah very, in the moment. Very, that's in it. the moment. Yes, and, and she could do that, and yeah. so. It it became relatively much more straightforward. I didn't have to try and find ways to do that, and so you know we would um, you know discuss things like you know the immediately preceding condition, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 my Jamie would take hold of that and and run with it. Um, you know, sometimes it, it varied, but sometimes there was just no need to say anything because it was crystal clear that Moshemi had her own agency with it, and and that was what was wonderful. Mm. And I mean, it's you, you're saying that it was an organic. Uh, you you ideas came to you, and then they became a, a narrative because there is a narrative in this, and it's a, it's almost like a dream in a funny kind of way. But um, I was really taken by the. Um, uh, set, uh, or what do you call it? The, you know, the costuming and uh, stuff like that. The, uh, as well as the set pieces. Um, tell me about where you got the idea of using masks. Uh, the uh, creation of the colonizers, the way way they looked. The, the it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I won't spoil it. People have to go and watch it because <laughs> it's so funny. 
Um, in an awful sort of way. I, I can't recall the exact moment when when that happened, but one of the thoughts I was having was was you know that we were all wearing masks at the moment, uh, and when the world that that locked black woman up was starting to be you know starting to form in my mind i had to work out reasons and and so on that aren't necessarily in the film but it all had to make logical sense to me um and at a certain point the notion of masks um because at a certain point sort of notions of pandemic were thought about and then the notion of masks became uh, came into my head and I thought about it and I, I sent away for for one just to have it at home and you know because I because then I looked it up and I saw images and I was whoa fantastic and so I just got one and played with it and and thought about it and and it 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 formed you know it found its way into the film and in a quite strong narrative way I suppose uh, and it allowed me to justify certain things and how things worked, and, and uh, so it was. It, yes, that was a good discovery. Mm. Yeah, it speaks uh, entirely to the experience of Indigenous peoples with the arrival of this these incomprehensible yep. uh, force that comes and steals everything from them, basically. Yeah, yeah. yes, and, and it's not what I thought, but. I do understand that's there. Um, that wasn't what you were thinking. No, no. Well, oh, that's interesting. I try very hard not to intellectualise when I'm when I'm working oh, because cool. if I intellectualise about this stuff, if I think about this is the theme, I if, if yeah. the word theme for me is anathema. Okay, um, I work hard not to articulate it to myself because if I do then I try and put it in there and it becomes contrived and the film ends up no good. And so, look, I trust what comes and it may not be entirely what I expect but I trust what comes and I just, the only test I put it to is, you know, is it good or is it bad? If it's bad, out. Or do I like it, do I not like it? I don't like it, out. Do I like it? I don't ask why. Uh, because that starts me intellectualising about the process. Um, and so, you know, that's how the thing gets formed. And in this particular case, it's a sp- specific uh, different form of narrative than one I've used before. Um, it's a bit like Gilgamesh. <laughs> well, yes, but that would be me intellectualising it, yes. <laughs> That's very much up to you to say. Well, that's why I'm doing the interview. Yes. And that's yes. why I'm the audience. It's, yes, yes. Rather than um, you guys. And, and, and I think that's, for me, the whole point, that, that the, the audience owns the film now uh, and everybody seeing the film will have a different take on it and there's a great deal of validity in a lot of what people think. Uh, and if I start to say it should be like this or it should, this is really what it is then I deny those experiences that, that, that people have had and they shouldn't be because they're, they're valid. The Setting Sun Film Festival, the film festival of the West, is 10 this year. 
Come and celebrate at the opening night at the Sun Theatre in Yarraville on Thursday, 11th of May, or catch a film, event, or activity right through till Friday, 26th of May. All Setting Sun Film Festival details and tickets are available online at settingsun.com.au. The Setting Sun Film Festival is a proud 3CR supporter. You're with Annie on Showreel on 3CR. We're in the middle of a chat with director Ralph Dahir and actor Mwajimi Hussain about Dahir's new film, Survival of Kindness, which is in cinemas May 4th. How have you experienced it, Mwajimi? What was your reaction when you saw the finished item? Uh, um, nothing at all. I was happy with everything and I was surprised to see myself on a big screen because... Uh, it was first time to see uh, a film on a big screen in a cinema. So the first time when Rolf uh, invited me to watch it um, on a big screen, I was, wow, this is, wow. So it was first time. And, yeah, I was happy with everything. And uh, Rolf asked if I'm happy with every connection, so how they put things together. I said, yes. Everything was okay, and I was so excited to see in a big screen ever. Yeah. <laughs> what about your family? What was their reaction? Even even my family, because we always watch uh, movies at home on uh, SBS, uh, on a TV or YouTube or something. But on a big screen, it was their first time also to see uh, when we had um, festival, uh, Adelaide Festival, and. Uh, they were invited all to watch this movie and wow, they were so happy and very excited. And uh, to see that they were excited, they came to the second time because it was watched uh, twice. So they came for the first time and then they booked to come to the second time. So, okay, that's good. And they are wa- waiting again uh, tomorrow in Adelaide. It's it's exciting to see <laughs> things on a big screen. It's a completely different experience, isn't it? Yeah, it is completely different experience. Uh, the big, the, the bigger the screen is, uh, the, the the surprise you you get. Yeah, and uh, also when we went to Berlin in February, wow, the screen was big, and I was again surprised as oh, the audience, more than two thousand audience watching, and a big screen ever. It was was a good experience. Oh, and uh, also one of the things about this film is that it doesn't rely very much on language, uh, uh, spoken language, which is important, isn't it? Um, it is the way the film evolved for me. Um, and when I understood that this is what was happening and, and that I could just go with that, it was like a really liberating thing, not to have to think of dialogue. Um, you know, and it's because you know in the film people don't understand each other, and <laughs> and, and it it felt to me a really good way to go, and and uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot that yeah, way. I found that really interesting. Uh, as it means that it's actually got legs across the world. So mm. you say you went to Berlin. I mean, I know people in Germany are often very language proficient. But uh, that really gives a collaborative nature to the audience experience, doesn't it? Yes. Anybody from anywhere can watch it Mm. and understand it. 
Yeah, yeah, very, very interesting approach. Um, uh, there's something else. Uh, there's a couple of things. One of them is the humour. There's a certain amount of humour involved in this film. Um, did that happen just organically or was that something that you contributed? Um, I think I didn't have anything to, like, to create or to pretend um, if they ask me, you, you will walk, uh, you will do three steps and you will watch the, at your left, for example, you, you will smile. It just came automatically because it, I was just me and uh, uh, connecting myself with a with black woman. So, uh, yeah, it was no hard. And it, it came. It's part of, I think, of my personality and, and who I am. I think it, it came, yeah, naturally. Yeah, well, anyway, there's some pretty <laughs> amusing uh, elements in this film. Uh, but the other thing is um, it's a push-me-pull-me sort of uh, film. It has a beginning and an end that uh, ends up in the same place. Um, I know that you're going to say, I guess, that <laughs> it's the audience who comes up with the answer. But it's like I, I was perplexed. I don't know if it's a positive film or a terribly negative film um yes and 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 that has generally been the case with audiences there are people who are perplexed uh, there are also which is fine a, a section of the audience that is not perplexed they uh, they have the answer for themselves sometimes it's not at all the answer that i would have um but you see that's for me it doesn't matter because um i'm not imposing a way to look at, at, at the film i don't want to do that um, so yes, it's both. It's both terribly positive. I mean, terribly negative and terribly positive in, in the same way. Mm. Um, uh, and you can take it from that because it's a th- it's it's a thought provoking film. Well, that's really what I wanted to do: um, provide a cinematic experience that that in in it well, entertain is the wrong word, but people no. can get immersed in. And and that provokes thinking, because a film can't change the world, but it can play a small part in a debate that needs to take place or that is taking place. Um, and and so if you can provoke thinking, I think it's fine. It, it, it takes the um, uh, view away from the white Western centrality of. The, our experience of media to a completely different group of people. It's someone else's uh, thought process about how to live a life. It's really quite interesting. And and it is something that, that I've been in situations pre, on previous films where I've had to really take a big leap and try and understand a different way of thinking. Um, so... You know, even for example, "Dance Me to My Song," where where Heather Rose was in a wheelchair and unable to communicate directly, um, that required you know the same sort of deep shift in my own perspective. Ten Canoes, obviously, mm. um, and 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 so and this one, yes, and so I, you know, it's part of my job to do that, but but it's also. I, I enjoy that process of finding that other place to be and seeing it from that other perspective. Yeah. 
How did they take it in Berlin? How did it go? Extremely well. Um, yeah. You were a star. <laughs> uh, we, we, everything was good and everything was um, um, exciting to me. Um, the audience, after, after we performed, uh, everyone was curious to know how I was involved, how, and to really know if it was really my first time to act, which many people were surprised with and which made me to think, oh, so we did well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did, you it, did well. The film won the Critics' Prize in, in Berlin, and that was a very, very good one to get. Um, and it sort of showed in the, all the media interviews that we did um, because they were very engaging interviews. And um, sometimes, you know, you get prickly ones, and, but no, I don't think we had any prickly ones. Um, yeah, so the response was very good. That's it for Showreel this week. We have been chatting with director Ralph Dahir and actor Mwajiemi Hussain about the survival of kindness, which, as I've said, is in cinemas May the 4th, and that's today. And before we finish, a heads up that the Human Rights Arts and Film Festival runs from May the 4th to May the 9th. Check out their films. The films are at Acme and the Sun Cinema in Yarraville. And the galleries are the Cunahan Gallery in Brunswick and Footscray Community Arts Centre. They always have very interesting films. And I'm sure that the exhibitions are also equally interesting. That's it for Showreel this week. Keep listening for Published or Not.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.